talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we're back. Messy Christianity. Hey, boys. How are hey, you? Compadre. Compadre. What's up? We're here, hey, man. do you miss that commercial? No, uh, uh, you know, what's up commercial? <laughs> yeah, the what's up? Not really. You know, honestly, I don't I don't even watch commercials anymore because... Does anybody, though? Unless they're watching uh, if real I'm TV? watching a football game or something, that's about the only time. And then that's a chance to get up. So That's just a... Yeah. Sorry, all you marketers out there. Not working for me. It's funny, though, how, how much money people spend on mm-hmm. marketing. I mean, obviously, it still works. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. But I wonder if it works as well as... I, I wonder if the cost dollar value is the same. I'm sure somebody studied it. Not the topic for today, but yeah. No, hey, we actually <laughs> have a much better topic. Yeah. Our topic today is actually... We're going to do a three-part... Uh, recording here. We're going to do this one and then another one and another one. And so they're, they're all independent, but but they tie together. And it has to do with church membership or mm-hmm. a commitment to a church. And so today's topic is how do I join a church or or how do I find a church, yeah. right? So it's finding the right church that right. I'm supposed to be a part of. Next week is going to be how do I stay at church? How do I make my membership or my, my relationship with the church something meaningful and something satisfying and of course, the third one you could probably tell is how do I leave a church? Because you know we've we've been in ministry long enough that we've seen a lot of people leave yeah. the churches that we've been a part of, and no matter how you cut it, that's always a hard thing. It's always a hard thing. Mm-hmm. So I think there are right ways to leave, and I think there are not so right ways to leave. Yeah. And we'll see if you agree on that on the third podcast. So today, how do you how do you find a church? How do you find a church? Um, I heard last night at our, our root group. Guy said, um, I say guy, one of, one of the members said, so you've heard it said that if you find a perfect church, don't join it because You'll it'll no it longer up. be perfect. Yeah. And, and there's some truth to that. You know, churches are not perfect. So how do you find the right one? Hmm. Where do you start? Well, from a technology base, we automatically go to the websites <laughs> yeah. and word of mouth and asking things of that nature. Now, I wouldn't say that's the really the, the the essence of what we do and why we should do it, but that's typically where folks start. So if we're talking about where folks start, new in town, visiting, things of that nature, first place most folks would go to these days mm-hmm. is the Internet. That's both scary and wonderful at the same time because websites, uh, man, they got to be current. you got to have somebody who knows what they're doing and who does what they're doing and they and, and, and con- consistently. Otherwise, your first impression as a church is going to mm-hmm. be, Something that may not be who you really are. Um, that's kind of scary. It can go both ways, too. Your first impression may be you're presenting yourself better than you are, yeah, yeah. or you're presenting yourself not who you really are in a bad way. So, yeah. And you think about technology today, just in our circumstances, through our website, you can download recent, recent Sunday services yeah. and watch those through uh, technology. So some websites offer that, some don't. Right. But if you're new to an area, that's a great way to get a little bit of information. At least yeah. get the the feel for what you're walking into versus what what, what some would call a cold call. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say, I, if you're brand new to an area and you know absolutely nobody, then you know you're gonna have to kind of uh, try social media and websites and try to seek it out that way and try to find people. But um, Little technical difficulty here. We're we okay. Just keep going. All right. Uh, but if you're already in the community um, and you know you know some people, I would say kind of ask around, see where um, see where some other friends, see where some other people are maybe going. Um, 
you know, ask in part, you know, a huge thing depends on what is my expectations from a church and what does the church need to be doing in order for me to be a part of it. Am I, as a person, thinking about missions, therefore I automatically gravitate to a church that has an outreach of some type, that does things in the community and around the world? Am I more geared toward, I just want great preaching, and so I go to go to a location that has someone who communicates on a, on a very unique or inspiring level. Another thing is, what is it that I really believe? If you fleshed out what you believe, then it's possibly a theological mm-hmm. discussion as well. What is it that you believe and why do you believe it? And again, when you look at websites and things of that nature, hopefully yeah. the majority of churches would have basic basic idea of what they believe and why yeah. they believe. Yeah. But even that, as you were saying earlier, Kevin's kind of surface level. It's really getting to know folks before we can jump in and say, this is where I want to commit. Right. And honestly, we we would love for our first-time visitors to say, yes, we want this to be our, our home, but how much can you really find out and know about a group of people on your first visit? Unless right. you just have a, a divine revelation from God that says, this is where you're supposed to be, it's probably a wise thing to mm-hmm. think about it, pray about it, and, so to speak, shop around. Not that I'm shopping like a car sells, but... <laughs> Just trying to get a feel for really what's out there, and it mm-hmm. also depends on where you're coming from. Are you in a big city, or are you a rural rural area? Are right. you uh, mm-hmm. suburbs or downtown? A lot of that. How far are you willing to drive? I'm going to go five minutes, or I'm going to go forty five minutes. Right. You know, I envy sometimes uh, places in parts of the world where there there's only one church, there's one, only one evangelical church, one gospel center church, because mm-hmm. then you don't have to choose. I mean, it's like that's okay, it. that's the church. Right. Which there's something beautiful about that because there's a it, it seems as though the selfishness when it comes to choosing a church is kind of put to the back burner because that's the only option you have. Yeah, that's it. What I see, in our, especially in our culture, we're in the South, we're in uh, the Pensacola Bay Area. We have a lot of, um, and, and this, is no, this is no secret, this is like common knowledge among people who do church. We, we have a very sketchy uh, church situation in that people, sketchy may not be the right word, but people jump from place to place to place whatever seems to be shinier next mm-hmm. and and you know there there might be some validity to that but but I think by and large that is an unhealthy situation to be in because it it reveals that church is more about us than it is about the kingdom of god at least that's my opinion what do you think is that oh t- totally i mean that's you know i i knew we'd go here pretty quickly and here here we are but uh, we're definitely in a consumer society, and um, there's two aspects of this. That we're, we're talking today to about how to find a church, and then there's also the safeguard for those of us who are in the ministry who are presenting ourselves at, to not fall into the trap of, hey, we got the new shiny thing, you know, and um, we, we've got to peel back, and for, for every church out there, we've got to, th- those of us in leadership, and be reminded of why we're here. I mean, and and uh, it's it's not offering the new shiny thing because you know what happens that wears off, and that person who's attracted to that shiny thing is gonna not be attracted to that shiny thing after a while, um, and they're gonna jump ship. Now that sounds like I'm really downing the people who are who are church hopping, and I guess I am a little <laughs> bit, but um, well, but, but 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 it's a word to them because you know what. What sometimes we're seeking uh, is not what we actually need. I mean, um, the longer I've done this thing, the more I 
truly believe that uh, people do need the things that this world can't offer. They need the spiritual things. They need the hope. They need the joy. They need relationships. Um, you know, and I say even relationships can be offered in the world. I see those in uh, restaurants and stuff. I mean, people come together. Well, not groups can and be. They are. They are offered. Yes. Look, look at friends. Yeah, Michael Frost came up with this idea called third place, mm. and that everybody has a third place that they go to. Yeah. And for some of us, we would call that church, but others, it's the ball field. It's the yeah. the social outlet. It's the hanging out at the restaurants and the bars, right. you know, whatever it is that we go to, <coughs> go to, excuse me, on a normal basis. Yeah, becomes that third place. That is where our extended family. Well, is. think of, let's just go. For, think about travel ball, for instance. I know that's a big thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond the actual playing of the game, which takes, you know, say a baseball game, it's two hours. Th- that's it. But that there's a whole weekend revolving around that with hotels and restaurants and other families. And so there's a lot of camaraderie and uh, relationship building and fellowship, all the things that as a church, and you know what they're not doing? There's no worship service. There's no music. There's no lights. There's no smoke. But they're loving it. You know what I mean? So it's like we got to peel back and uh, not that we're not going to do music and lights and those things, but that's not it. I mean, that's not it. So uh, once uh, the I think topic the difference is, is that there's, there's purpose and there's relationship. Yeah. Um, which is not in itself a bad thing, but the question is, is it a purpose that is eternal or, and is it relationship that is eternal? Cause I, I'm so here's the danger though. Cause like I, what I don't want somebody to hear is think, well, here's some guys that just, they're, their worship services are horrible, so this is the way they're justifying it. That's not it at no, all. No, not at all. And 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 I don't want to hear somebody out there to hear this and go, "See, I told you so." We don't have to be good at all. No, we 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 need to do the best we can on a Sunday. But it but we got to guard against that that performance, that shiny uh, mentality, because we there is no way in this world that we can keep up with the best of the best out in this world. I mean. Um, you know, the Disney worlds and the, you know, the show like that. Um, well, I guess the question is why choose a church? I mean, I mean, that's the underlying question. What, what is the reason to choose a church? I, I would almost argue that you don't really choose a church. You are led to a church. If we believe that the church, the local church is the body of Christ, or at least a, a part of the body of Christ, and if we believe the scripture that says to some he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, and if we believe that the Bible, we're, we're in 1 Corinthians, the Bible tells us that uh, just because you're one part doesn't mean you're not as big as another part. And, and, that, and, and, it, and it really fills out the understanding that the church is a body of, of different people coming together for one purpose. Then it begs the question, why is it that our first question when we go to a church is often, what is in it for me? Now, right. I know that's human nature, sure. but that is not what the Bible says is the purpose of the church. Or we disguise that a little bit with not, not some, some people wouldn't go that far, but they may say, well, what's in it for my children? Or sure. what's, you know, what, what do you offer my kids and, and this kind of stuff? Um, but doesn't that presume that God doesn't know what's best for your children? It, yeah, it also, man. That's, <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's it's a, a hard. too, because it also. This is an maybe another topic for another day, but this also assumes that um, that the church's responsibility is to do 
gosh, I, I feel so dogmatic here. Say but it. To do what what's supposed to be done at the home, you know. Yeah. Um, we we do partner with uh, with families. We come alongside them, but it's 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 ultimately our best effort and our two, three, four, even five hours a week that we may have them is going to be minuscule compared to what that parent has all week long. So I know that's another topic, but... Um, so why invest in a church? Why become part of a church? Part From a biblical perspective, we look at that just in the gospel uh, or the, the book of Acts. There is connectivity in the body of Christ that God designed and God purposed as part of fleshing out living life together. So this idea of life on life mm-hmm. is vital. Kevin mentioned earlier the idea of life on life through a ball team. You could do that through anything, anything right? absolutely anything that's out there, and you can live life together with other people based on that one topic. So the Christ follower in the church, hopefully their outpouring and their heart's desire is to live a Christ-like life in biblical community biblical connection, biblical life on life. So why would I want to choose a church? Why do I choose a church? It's to connect life on life for my family, for my children, for myself, but so that the giftings that I have can also be used to impact the body of Christ in that local area. Mm -hmm. It's a give and take. It's a both and. I need to be fed, so to speak, but I also feed, and that's part of the biblical responsibility. It's that connection. I choose family, therefore I choose church because church is supposed to be family. Now, not church, corporate, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, 10, 30, 11 o'clock service. That's not the definition that I'm using. I'm using the biblical definition of living life together, of being the body of Christ, of the 1 Corinthians model that Jeff mentioned a minute ago. You know, I look at, I think that's the key word, family. There is nothing in the world that can replace a genuinely loving family nothing you cannot get anywhere else Mm -hmm. what you can get from a family that truly loves each other Mm -hmm. what's really cool about the church i think jesus gave us in the calling of the first 12 disciples i mean think about it he called 12 men who were radically different from each other and he called 12 men who had egos they had personality they had issues and you know you you put a tax collector and a zealot together and what do you have I mean, tax collectors and zealots were not buddies. They were arch enemies. The zealots would would seek to kill tax collectors, yeah. especially knowing the background that the tax collector was actually a, a a one who would take money from his own countrymen. So Jesus called this strange, diverse group of people together, and he said, okay, now you have one purpose. Follow me. Yeah. And so what they got from that was something they could not get by their own flesh and blood. Because your your flesh and blood family is is all it, it, you are are all the same uh, of the same seed, if you will. But when you take somebody who's not of the same color, not of the same background, not of the same socioeconomic um, upbringing, and not not of the same family background, and you put them all in the same room and you say, "Okay, love each other," mm-hmm. you you get something so marvelous from that. There's the stress of it. But there's also the joy of learning to truly love because you don't have to, you don't have to, uh, it's not an automatic love. You have to learn. You have mm-hmm. to try. You have to work at it. So completely, totally true. We've got to break down barriers, though. For the, for the, the original question is how does 
how do I find a church? So the barrier has to be broken down of what we just said, but redefining and, and reminding ourselves that as somebody, if you're if you're out there looking trying to find a church, um, and you've got to immerse yourself. I mean, you've got to fully immerse yourself into the situation to find what we're defining here as church, that community, that family, that coming together, um, rubbing shoulders, and, and getting to know people. So, but typically. How do I find a church? It starts with a Google search or it starts with a, the old days, the yellow pages, or maybe even asking around, but it starts with a Sunday morning at 1030 or 11 a.m. And we're finding a church based upon the music, the yeah. preaching, the presentation, the friendliness at the, the door, friendliness, maybe the, the Sunday school class or, or what, you know, the kids program. We're basing the finding a church upon these things Um and honestly, it, it that's not enough. And I think you said that a minute ago, Brent, but that's, that's not enough. That's not enough time to – you've got to immerse yourself. Well, have you ever had a restaurant that you loved, but you went so at some point and it just wasn't up to par? It wasn't what you knew it used to be and should be? And can you imagine how many people choose a church based on they go to a place one time, it wasn't – it wasn't yeah. the very best it's ever been. Something was off, which, look, we've been doing it a long time. Sure. There are Sundays that oh. something's off. It, it happens. You know, it is. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And yet, and so oftentimes people go, okay, not going to that one. And so by doing yeah. that, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming now that this isn't really a matter of prayer. Now, people say, yeah, we pray about our church. But is it really a matter of seek? Again, I'm, this is, this is going to sound harsh. But do you really? This is one of the most important decisions of your life. What what family am I going to connect with? Who is God putting me with to carry out the mission of Jesus himself? That's a big deal. And if we're making that decision, okay, I'm not going there because they they weren't friendly at the door. Right. You know, maybe there's a medical emergency and all of the greeters that normally are at the door were going to help the senior adult in the back room who was having a heart attack. Right. I mean, if you knew that, you'd go, "Wow, that's a loving church," right? Yeah. How about the Sunday where somebody named Jeff, who's sitting in this room, had used my keyboard during the week and had kept the transpose key, and I sang things four four keys higher than I was supposed to. Oh, that was to. so funny. I couldn't figure it out. I sound like a Muppet all Sunday morning. That was a great You day. know what? There are times it is so, you know, we ought to do a podcast, really bad oh. Sunday nightmares. But there are times when it's so bad, we just have to stop and say, look, start over. Just, it's, it ain't working. Cancel it all. Yeah, pray. pray. But you know what? There's something very real in that. Just, it's okay. You know, God's here. So, so assuming that we do take time and pray about where we should go, where God wants us to be involved, and we do say, I will take an extended period of time. I don't know what that is. Four weeks, eight weeks. And, really discern if this is the place for me, then what do I look for? Obviously, theologically, we want to make it sure that it's something that resonates with who we are. Yeah. In the same breath, we have to maintain a teachable spirit and yeah. understand that we don't know it all, right. even as church leaders. All three of us in this room will look at you eyeball to eyeball and say, we don't have it all together. We still miss the mark sometimes. Even though we're passionately pursuing Christ, there's more for us to learn. So what are the evidences of a biblically-based church? What are the things that I should look for when I am there for four weeks, eight mm, weeks? That's good. It's, it's a Bible study. Yeah, that's good. They've got music. Yeah, that's good. But what's the heartbeat of it? Well, the, the heartbeat for me would be 
does the church display the great commission, the great commandment, um, love God and love people? Is, is the church passionate about loving God, honoring God through their words, their actions, and do they truly love people? Mm-hmm. And so one slip up at the door, as Jeff mentioned, will turn, honestly, many, many people away. But if we're able to persevere and pull through that and push through that and say, I'm going to give it one more try and one more try, one more try, after two, three, four weeks, if you're still never greeted, if you're still sitting by yourself, then maybe that's not the place for you. Mm-hmm. Just to, so, so thinking through that and processing it. Yeah, so my, my first question is, do they love each other? That you, you can't always pinpoint that, but you can genu- gen, gen, generally tell if there's if there's true love for each other, and then my question is, are they uh, is there an authenticity or are they trying to impress you? I, I don't know that. Um, I I think sometimes our best intentions are cloaked in uh, maybe false pretenses. Does that make sense? I'm trying to impress you because I want you to be here, but if I'm if I'm doing something that's not who I am to try right. to get you here. How in the heck am I going to keep you here? Right. So I, I think that it's like the church that goes all out on Easter Sunday, and you come back the next week, and it's what in the world happened? Yeah, <laughs> well, that was really one good of, last week. One of the things from doing youth ministry for many, many years now, I, I came up with this statement. I guess I did, or somebody told it to me, and I just copied them a hundred times, so I thought it was my own. <laughs> was the idea that hype will get them, but hype will not keep That's them. Right. And if that's true in youth ministry, that's truly true in the entire yeah, church. Anything. And there's nothing negative against any church that goes out 110% and Sunday morning is mm-hmm. their thing. That's what they live mm-hmm. for. That's what they push. And that's what they promote. And that's where where it happens. But the authenticity of that, the hype of that, it can't be just hype-based. It can't be just Sunday morning-based. It has to be that life-on-life mm-hmm. Biblical community, living it out, fleshing it out, demonstration and proclamation, all of that being lived out on a day-to-day basis in the life of the church. It can't be just hour, hour and a half on Sunday morning. And if that's all that a particular church is, then I would challenge that particular church and say you're missing a lot of what the Scripture's about. Yeah. And it's it's an important note to make here that none of us, at least I don't, I don't think you do, we're not thinking of a particular person or a particular family in this conversation. This was a topic we pulled out of the hat and said, hey, let's talk about this. So we're not, we're not, we're not uh, subliminally telling messages to people. And it's really not about any other church. This, this is, this is truly a conversation about how, how do we choose a church? What are some of the things that we see that need to happen? And because it's a hard thing to do. Mm. It really is, especially when you have in our city alone, you have 20-something churches within 10 miles, maybe even more. Mm. And we're a small city. We're a very small city, yeah. Put I that mean, in perspective. I mean, literally, there are—we there are, we are, we are in a way, over-churched, but of course we're under-churched because there's still a lot of people who aren't engaged somewhere. But if you compare that to India or if you compare that to uh, 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 Guatemala, I mean, there's there's a serious disparity. Uh, so— this may be harsh, so I'll ask. I'll ask. Man, you've been y'all. harsh all day. I'm, this one's kind of hitting me here, but and I'll let y'all answer it. That way, I'm asking the question. You get to be harsh, but so if somebody comes on Sunday morning, let's say three times a month, even so they're pretty regular. Um, they're at worship service on Sunday morning, and they go home immediately. Um, don't really hang out in the lobby. Don't talk, and and don't participate during the week. Don't do 
home groups or anything like Okay, so here's the tough question. Are they a part of the church? <laughs> Awkward silence. I guess a part of the church would have to be defined better. Are we are we going to go to the, the to the Rick Warren thing? No, the no, congregation, no. the core, and to the I, I, I would community. I would phrase that differently. What should I expect from my church if I only come two or three times a week on Sunday morning? See, but if I come late and I leave as soon as it's over. The reason I asked the question though is the original question was, how do I find a church? I think it's so important to. To for us to we've done it several times in this podcast, but to define what the church is in the first place. So in order for you to find it, you got to know what you're looking for. Yeah. So if you're looking for some place to come and attend on Sunday mornings, now that may be where you are at this stage of your life. Then you may be looking for the presentation only. I would say, and this may sound harsh, but you're not actually fulfilling and living out what church actually is. Church not yeah. being the building, not even being the worship service. Church being the life on life, the family, the coming together. So it may depend on where you're at in your life. If you're only looking for that part, my prayer and hope is that you grow from that into looking for the fullness of what the church really truly is. I almost think we ought to reword this thing like, I know that would, oh man, we're breaking all kinds of traditions, but not even call it the church anymore. Call it the gathering. Call it the way. I think that's what I call it in the New Testament. So I, I don't know. It's, is that harsh, Brent? Let me ask the two of you a question. Wait, we keep asking questions good. and not answering. This is good. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, he answered, he answered his own question. Were either one of you taught what we're teaching in this very podcast? Because I can tell you no. the way no, I grew no. up in church was kind of what we're warning people against. Right. It was the, I'm very faithful. I go, and I was in the family that went every Sunday yes. and every Wednesday night to a typical Baptist type of church. That's what we always did, mm -hmm. okay? And then sure. there were per certain periods where it was a Sunday night type of thing, and we did that as well. But the life on life that we've been talking about in this podcast, I never experienced, nor was I ever taught that that's what it is. So, Intentionally or unintentionally, I was taught, mm -hmm. whether with words or with actions, that church is go and listen to a preacher, mm -hmm. sing a few hymns, hear a little bit of music, mm -hmm. listen to a preacher, and then go home and do it again three or four days later. And that's what I believed church was until I started passionately pursuing yeah. Christ for myself and realized, as I studied Scripture, that it was more. So... There's very possible that we're talking to folks right now that are listening to this podcast I have no idea. that yeah. our very concept is almost a foreign language to them. They've never heard this, right. never thought about it, and they think, you know, because the because of lifestyle and the way they've been taught their entire life, right. Sunday morning worship. That's what now I'm a I'm a good Christian. I'm a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. I do what I'm supposed to simply because I go to church on Sunday morning. But I, in love, listener, yeah, you're missing it. I mean, like, in love, I say that, but, like, we, what we're saying is probably birthed out of a lot of frustration over the years. Um, and a lot of growth. And yeah. growth. In our yeah. personal yeah. lives. Well, well, frustration brings growth. But the frustration, yeah. I think, is largely centered around the brokenness that we see yes. that could have been made whole, right. but but the, the whole beginning point was wrong. You know, I do have one period of my childhood. Uh, my dad was a pastor, then became a Navy chaplain, but one of my, actually my dad's first pastorate 
was in Summerland, Mississippi. So by any chance, if anybody is listening to this podcast from Summerland, Mississippi, shout out to Yo, you. Yo, Summerland! It's a small, small little place, 30 miles from Laurel. Country, country, country. But they're probably, and I, I remember I was a kid, but <clears throat> true community was there, true family. But it was very, very rural, so that was part of it. One of my first ministry jobs was in uh, Monroe, Georgia, out in the country once again. Actually, it's in Good Hope, which is a suburb of Monroe. Um, same thing. A lot of community there. Shout out to Monroe, by the way, too. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm memory lane today. But um, a lot of there was a lot of community. And you know what? Here's funny. I didn't know how good it was there yeah. until after I left there. And I look back, that was some of my best days in ministry. Some of my Because there was such community in that place. Um, but it was rural, you know, so I think things were done a little different culturally, but I, I, I miss that. I mean, I, you know, it, we, it, we got some of that here. So, and I know other churches that listen to this, they have some of their context too, but, um, it's what's Man, needed. That, that, really that, what's that needed. sparks all kinds of memories in my own heart yeah. too. Um, we're, we're running up against the clock here, so we're going to pick this up in a moment with the next podcast. It'll be for next week. Yeah. How do I, how do I stay at a church? Cause yeah. I think we're kind of jumping, jumping right into that sure. anyways, but let's do a really quick, each yeah. of us, um, if you had to give a bullet bullet point list of what do you do to find a church? What would it be? Here's mine. You pray about it. Genuinely ask God, God, where do you want me? Where have you called me Two, You visit a few that you think might be good matches, but you visit them more than one time. You look and you listen but you but you look for something deeper than just the performance. And then three, you you find out what what is their mission? What are they doing? Are they are they doing church? Or or rather, I guess the question would be, are they being church? Are they being the family of God? And of course, fourth, make sure that, that theologically they're they're biblical uh and faithful to that. So that's that's mine. Would you have anything? I would I would agree one hundred percent. For me, this, the one key sentence is, do they love God and do they love people? Is that evidence? Don't take notes and critique it. Uh, just sitting back, immerse yourself um, the best you can a little bit um, and, and get to know them from the inside out. So you'll find critique in every every place. That's it. Shannon says that's one of my downfalls, one of my uh, uh, yeah, rough we, edges. When we go to church, when I go to other churches, misspelling very, in the bulletin makes you feel good. Y- y- you know, <laughs> I delight in other people's yeah, failures. Right. No, I mean, really yeah. though, that that is a uh, sure. Uh, I get it. That's just part of doing what we do. It's hard to go somewhere with a truly mm-hmm. non, um, not judgmental. What's the word I'm looking for? Critique. Critique. Yeah, critical, a non-critical yeah. mind. It's it's very yeah. difficult. Sometimes I achieve it, but. I have to really work at it. So, all right. We will see you guys on the flip side. Brent, Kevin, thank you for your time. We're going um, gonna to go and work on the next slide. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.